I know, I know it, like I said, it's, it's players running around a little diamond and it's a spreadsheet and we're getting excited about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Bye now. Here we go. So I am now live with Paul Denyer. Is that how we say it? That's, that's it. Yes. Hi, Jim. Nice. Yeah, good to have you. And we were just chatting uh, before I managed to hit record about um, this is not your your first stint in MLB Pro, and I was unaware of that. Um, you had actually put together that 2014 Giants team that I was super excited about, and we were just talking about how that was that was Posey and Pardo in their prime, and those guys were just monsters back then. Yeah, I, I can't take full credit for it. I um, I definitely saw the back end of of that of those players and their performances to be honest um but um yeah i was lucky to get them when i did and um yeah i went to the 2014 world series and um, i lost to seattle uh, which sounds like everybody does so it's, yeah uh, <laughs> i'd love to say that that's a unique experience but it turns out i think you know probably 100 guys have lost to seattle over the years yeah i think there's um there's more people lost than one to be honest i think looking at seattle yeah, absolutely. So um, Posey's a free agent. Have you uh, thought about throwing an offer out there just to just to see? No, I don't think so. I'm I'm sort of I sort of got myself set at, at catcher. Um, I re-signed Ray Muto. Um, yep. And um, I've got a couple of options in AAA, which were basically uh, Portney. I think he's going to be the the backup guy. Um, basically coming through. Um, he's a bit younger, and I think he'll. He'll sit behind Ray Muto um, most of the season. Um, so I've had actually had a couple of people asking about him, um, um, but no, he's he's not going anywhere. I'm not I'm not looking to to move him along. Um, yeah, yeah. Know, so I was looking at I looked at your farm system. That was one of the first things I I, I looked at, and I mean it's like the fifteenth overall rated system. You're on a bad spot, not a great spot. Um, but the one thing I noticed is it's super heavy with catching prospects and right-handed pitching prospects and kind of not a ton else in the, you know, you know, the top 500 OSA list. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. When I, when, I, when, you, when you took over, when, what did you think? When I first took over the actual, I know the OSA, I, I don't really take much value into the OSA to be honest, but um, it was, you know, and you can see it and you can sort of gauge, you know, you can, you can get an idea of what people's farm systems are like. Um, and I was rated 30th. I didn't have any top 100 um, prospects. Um, and then I come in halfway through the draft as well, um, which meant I think I missed the first four rounds or possibly five rounds. Um, and they seem to have taken, the guy before seemed to have taken a couple of catches in that. Um, but then also took um, a Casland as well who is my number, well, if you look at OSA, is my top-rated uh, pitching prospect. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I don't think there's much at AAA, AA level, or there, there's, there's not as much. I think I'm quite, I'm coming through, I've got quite a bit coming through in the lower minor levels at the moment, I, I feel, which are obviously going to take time to come through. Yeah. Um, but yes, um, a lot of catching prospects and I'm I'm toying with maybe moving a couple into different positions just so I can spread the depth, so to speak. 
Um, and yeah, that that will be a move for for the minor league um, for the minor league seasons. Um, but yeah, it's I'm, I'm just looking at my prospects now, and it's it's um, Mac Watton, you know, and then I've got Portnoy, Austin, Dillard, Mayer, Jensen. I mean, how many is that? Is that that's half a dozen there? Um, and then it's really outfielders. Um, Blackburn's still a way off um, at shortstop, etc. Yeah. Um, pitching wise, again, it's I seem to at, at, at double A, I seem to have a lot of quad A um, pitchers, um, and then it's it's further down other players that I'm gonna uh, that are gonna uh, that have been drafted, and it's just a case of bringing them through through the minors and that takes time so it does um, and yeah I'm not really one for trading um, I'll 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 develop through the draft a bit like what Kimberly was saying yesterday um, uh, excellent podcast to listen to that on your run this morning as a, <laughs> so um, but yeah um, I'm a bit I, I do like to build through the draft yeah, I'm introverted. And I can relate to that. Um, I'm the exact same way. It, it's funny, like, you know, when you come into new, to new leagues, um, there's always that trade embargo, right? Like, you know, yeah. two weeks, you got to assess, let the other owner stay away. I don't think I made a trade within two months. It might have taken, it might have taken two years to make a major one. Um, so Yeah, well, I, I seem to remember the Colorado, the Colorado guy who was there previously. I can't remember his name now. Eddie. Um, Eddie, I think okay. it was. Yeah, yeah. And he was... He said the law right away and basically said, uh, we've got the two weeks, but if you want to start trading, yes, we will. Uh, and last year, there was a couple of guys who I wanted um, to go, really, because one, we were struggling. Two, they weren't going to re-sign. Um, and I think I sent Addison Reed to the Rockies for three or four prospects. Um, really, the, the one out of that's maybe the centre fielder, McKenzie, who'll most probably get a, a place on the opening day roster. Nice. Um, but there's a couple of other low-level guys which got passed through Rule Five, and they may they may come through as well. Yeah. Um, but with minors, it's uh, with with uh, prospects in, in the minors, it's yeah, the development can come, but and also you know there's a lot of hit and miss in it as well. Yeah, you know, I, I had the same assessment of your org when I went through. Um, I saw Mac Watton. You know, he's kind of the big prospect. He, he looks like an outstanding defensive catcher. He should be able to hit as well um, at, at the top of your minors. But I saw most of the depth, you know, down in low A, high A, single A, um, with not a lot, like you said, a double A and triple A. You kind of hit on the guys that I had picked up, Portnoy, um, Joe Guthrie um, as the pitching prospect. Do you feel like you're going to spend most of your, you know, MLB pro attention span on these lower level affiliates this year? during 2022 to make sure you've got the right process in place for the Rangers? Is that is that how you're going to spend your time? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think before spring training, I'm actually off for a week before spring training, and my idea was going to be just really to get my minor league levels how I want them with all the players in where they're supposed to be, etc. I haven't really touched the 40, uh, well, a little bit. I haven't really touched the roster, let a lot of people go, made a couple of little signings, not nothing major. For the minor league, uh, for the for the major league roster, um, but I think it's like like I said there before. If if I'm gonna build through the drafts, um, 
I'm going to have to pay more attention to the to the minor league levels and make sure that they're in the right levels and the development's going right. Um, yeah. And yeah, fair enough. I'm going to try and be competitive with the major league, but um, the strength of the the top three in the AL West at the moment, I, I can't see myself competing this year. Yeah. And um, it's it's going to be a it's it's going to be a process just to go through. Yeah, I mean this. I mean this is a full rebuild, right? I mean this isn't this isn't a retool. This isn't like restocking i mean you you have a full rebuild to take this team through don't you think yes um and i've i've signed a couple on the major league um, con, um the major league roster to to um extensions who i thought would help us in the future um but it's going to be a case of just assess when they come into the last year of the contract if i want to keep them again or i'll trade them off and, or try and trade them off for some value um, yeah, I saw that with um, James Caprellian. So you've got Caprellian and, and Widner, who are kind of the staff aces, right? And they're 28 and 29 years old. Um, Caprellian, yeah. like you said, you signed him to a nice four-year contract extension. I mean, you got him for four years for 66 million. I think that's that's a nice value there. Do you think there's going to be similar offer made to Widner when his contract comes up? I know that he was an arbitration eligible player this year. Yeah, I, I'm, I can definitely. Uh, think so. I mean, Carillion, um I had offers um, for for him um, quite a few times over the off season, um, but I sort of I realised I I have him rated as my as my top pitcher. Uh, Whitten is next, um, and then um, Jackson Court. Um, what I what I was missing, and I did identify in the. In the rotation for the for the for the uh, major league level was I didn't have a left-handed starter, um, and there was nobody really coming through. And um, it was very like you said before with my prospects, it's very um, heavy with right-handers, but there's not there's not many left-handers. So I did make a couple of left-handed um, signings: um, Gary or um, Covington, and in in the bullpen, Cecil, uh, Brett Cecil, who's a bit he's a bit older, but yep, he may do a job. Um, we'll just have to see. Um, it'll, like I said, you just go through the process of see what he's like when he's actually in spring training. Move on to there, see if he's ready for the. You know, can he can he pitch at the at the major league level again? Um, yeah. But yes, I'm. I mean, uh, Widner. Yes, I'll be. I'll be looking to try and keep him. Widner's um, funny. Um, he's kind of got that uh, the Brett Saberhagen. Uh, career going where he oscillates between being really good and then really average and really great and then really average um i don't know yeah. if you looked into it like is there is there any reason is it like defense or pitching coach or is he just a guy who has weird seasons every other year uh, yeah I'm, I'm just looking at the i'm just looking at his last four years yeah and it's you know it's if, you, if you're looking at whip for argument's sake and yep. war really that corresponds really two good years uh, with war and then Basically, two average years with Woolwich, and one of them was last year. Um, but he's he's only earning five million. That'll be quite um, enticing for um, for someone uh, yep. to have a look at, you know, and possibly try and um, offer something. Um, at the moment, I'm not looking really. It's it's a case of I'm, I'm I've got a, I've got the players who I, I know I want to keep. Um, You'd have to be a very good offer. 
Um, yeah, it's nice to get those trade offers too when you first take over a club. Once you start hearing the same names over and over again, you're like, "Yep, I've got these valuations correct. These are <laughs> these are the players yeah, that yeah. people want. Therefore, these are really the players that I should keep, unless yes. you know, like you said, someone's going to blow you away with an offer." Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I mean this year Martinez, who is is a little bit of a weird one. I've I've had him in the bullpen last year. He's he can be a starter. He's earning thirteen and a half million. Um, he won't be there next year, yeah. to be honest. Um, but he may help someone, and it may be a prospect plus cash back for him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, I'm paying so much of the you know retain the salary, etc. Um, yes, so he'll be one. He'll be. Uh, I would look to see if I could move him. The thirteen and a half million at the moment is not doesn't look good for people to to come and have a look at him. Yeah, I think I think I had mentioned him on um, a previous podcast where I was looking at players that had a decent amount of salary attached to them, but might have um, skill that still allows them to be moved. I think Martinez was one of those guys. So yes, I uh, yeah, I, I remember that. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's really just I got the team mid-season. I started to see what was going on. I sort of missed the draft, so to speak, because I missed mm-hmm. the first four or five top. Of the of the first round uh, of the first rounds, um, and um, come next draft, I'll have a better idea of what I want to go with. As in, I won't be selecting any more catchers unless there's somebody really comes <laughs> out. Yeah, you know, it, so people have people have different you know thoughts on the draft. Some people go with um, you know best player available regardless of position. Some people are looking for specific attributes. Do you feel like you've got like? A strategy or like player archetypes that that you're trying to target in the amateur draft because it seems like as I was going through the prospects that are in the Rangers organization and you did say you made some moves so I don't necessarily know which regime they came from um, they seem to be kind of like all in on, on acquiring these fly ball heavy hitters I mean almost every um, top hitting prospect is either um, fly ball or extreme fly ball or extreme pull um, I feel like sometimes that can lead to these teams that are more like, you know, low BABIP. They're depending on the home run to kind of drive in the runs. Oftentimes they can be lower OBP teams. Is, is that something you're going to continue or do you just look at your scouting director, Eric Neander, and just say, Hey, you know, whatever you think is best, I'll go with. Um, I'll, I'll look at a bit of both. Um, I think maybe the way um, Kevin, who was before me looked at it was, you know, ranges is a, if you look at their ballpark in real life, for argument's sake, it's very, you know, the ball flies out of there. So, yeah, I can see his, his thought process with that. Um, I personally, again, go more pitching defence, which, again, the ballpark may not lend to that. <laughs> but um, I'm very towards a, a strong spine. I, I believe... of believe in a strong spine in really all sports mm-hmm. um, I, I follow baseball I, I follow um, again what we call rugby league over in the UK and again um, with with baseball you've got a centre catcher second baseman um, sorry centre fielder second baseman shortstop and catcher and that's what I see as my spine um, and I try to be strong in those positions as well as pitching. Um, I may have to go out and buy some or get some or look 
I'll hopefully get some ground ball pitches. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if we're playing 81 games in Texas. Um, but I, I go basically pitching defence to try and, uh, to you know, I'd rather win a game 4-3 or 4-2 or 3-2 than a game 10-9. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that. I'm I'm like that in all sports. I mean, when I used to watch American football, um, I, I can't watch it now because of the scores. Yeah, and how much, and it's it's basically just Madden in real yes. life, to be honest. It is. Um, and I would rather I would rather watch the fourteen ten game, um, and you know, uh, just watch good a hard nosed defensive game than yeah these these blowouts. Um, I know so, a lot of people feel the same way um, about the NHL as well. You know, they've made a lot of rule changes over the past decade or so. And, you know, it went from being a sport that was like a one nothing shutout type of sport or 2-1 to almost every game is 5-3, to 7-5. to five. Um, And that yeah. does, I, I get how that turns people off. I think you just want to see competitiveness on both sides, you know, offense and defense in almost any sport that you're interested in. Yeah, I mean, I stepped away from the, uh, the NFL for a few years, and then I come back to it and I just didn't recognise the game. It was yeah. the, the the quarterbacks ran and just seemed to run more than pass sometimes, the quarterbacks I was looking at. Um, but I'm sort of remembering back to the likes of Montana Marino. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, them kind of guys, um, maybe showing me age now. Um, yeah, but... that's all right. We're the same age, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, I'll going back to the question for draft. I'll I'll look at the best player available. But if there's if there's a picture just behind him in my rankings, I'll I would definitely consider taking a, a picture um, before the best player available. If if it's you know it's comparable in my in my ratings. And I think I did something very similar. Um... <laughs> Last draft, I might have done that too, where I maybe grabbed a bat with the first pick. And then I think I took, I think it was last draft, took like six pitchers in a row for kind of that same reason. And early on in my, in my tenure with the Tigers, I drafted as many pitchers as I could too, because I saw that as like a weak spot in the system. And then um, because those guys are so hard to develop and to, to get to the major level, I always feel like if you've got an abundance, they're worth so much on the trade market. You can almost get whatever you want um, yeah. when, you're, when you're starting to reach out for trades. And, you know, one guy that you do have on your team, you mentioned earlier, um, Chip Jackson, who looks like at least a decent back end of the rotation guy. Um, I sent him over to Texas kind of in a deal like that, where I basically said, hey, look, I've got so much talent um, sitting at the top of the minors in terms of um, pitching ability that I can kind of trade him, even though I really liked him, um, for something I thought I needed which turned out to be a bullpen piece. Um, I took Al Patterson off, off Kevin's hands, but um, I, I agree with that philosophy. I, I kind of build similarly. I think a lot of GMs build similarly, um, unless you're in these extreme parks and then you have to kind of make some decisions like you were talking about. Yeah, I think yeah. with, um, with the philosophy, it was, I, I liken it to, we talked about SSG before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And, and when I first started uh, in that league, um, I, I took a picture every round in the first round every year for three four years, um, but in in twenty twenty uh, yeah twenty twenty I won it I won the World Series, and those pictures had come into the 
basically the World Series squad, the playoff squad that played a part in the season. Um, and it's, yeah, just that, like I said, strong spine, pitching. Um, that sort of got me through there. So that's sort of, I know that way. Might be a bit different with the Rangers because, um, of course, I've got Houston, the Angels and the Mariners in front of me as well. Um, but I could see I'll be, I think I'm drafting seventh this year uh, or next year, next season. Um, I think we're going, going to be trying to be competitive, but it's it's going to be, I'm going to be up there in having a high draft pick again, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's and that's not by design, I don't think, on a tank or anything like that. It's um, it's more that that's what I've got at the moment and it's it's the best I've got. Um, and obviously it's not as good as the other three. Um, and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be... It's a tough decision. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, this is the way I've come in. I, I was actually thinking the other day if I'd, I mean, Matt reached out to me because I was on the waiting list two years for the uh, for a, an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matt reached out and I said yes. And then um, we come to the end of the season and there was a flurry of uh, moves. Yep. And um, I sort of thought to myself, maybe I would have got a, an easier gig, an easier option if I'd waited. <laughs> uh, if I took the ranges, I might be somewhere where it was a bit easier. But I'll, this is what I've got, so I'll I'll just um, I'll play it out and I'll enjoy it as I always do. Some of those um some of those challenges though, those challenging positions, you know, jumping into something almost like what Theo Epstein did with you know the Red Sox and Cubs in real life, like coming in and trying to just break these long droughts. Um, there's something to be said for if you can break through and do that, how accomplished you'll feel. Um, oh yeah, the Astros, Mariners, and Angels. I mean, those are three. I mean, juggernaut teams. And for you to build uh, the Rangers up, maybe in the same mold that that Matt Wells did with the Astros over the past few years. I mean, you're going to feel great at the end of that if it works. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, the fulfillment. Like I said, with the, the SSG League, the fulfillment of the five years of planning and drafting and developing. And just signing the players that I wanted to at the time and making sure, because I mean, I was with Boston and, you know, they had a shed load of money, but I refrained from spending it mm-hmm. uh, on free agents. I And it, it worked, it was very satisfying. I still remember watching the game by game now and um, watching the last game. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird in some ways that we're jumping about at a at screen watching little men go around a diamond. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's there's there's so much fun to be had though too i'm i'm the same way um you know we didn't touch very much on on the offensive side of your team so i figured we could do that a little bit here toward the end um sure. so you've got i mean you've got an aging core there those players are all pretty old um i mean at least you know you don't have a lot of players in their in their young 20s right so do you expect any of these players to be on the roster a couple of years from now other than maybe maybe arturo Moreno? Um, and is he is he another player you consider extending? I mean, we're talking about a guy that he, he hits the ball a lot. I mean, I think he's gotten close to 200 hits a couple of times the past few years. Um, have there been people yeah. knocking on your door from Moreno this offseason? I know the Mets have been looking for a second baseman quite a bit. Yeah, I've, I've had a, quite a couple and within the within the division as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can 
I'm sure Scott won't mind me saying, I think it was early on he asked me about Moreno. Um, and again, it was, like you said, it was a couple of people asked and then you sort of start to think, yeah, right, well, I've got the right idea. Um, it just depends if he's going to stop and how much he's going to cost because he's he has got high grade. Yep. Um, I had, I do have money to spend, but um, I'm not... I'm not frugal, but I'd rather spend, and you know, I'll spend when I need to. But um, I'm careful with with the money sort of it. So I'd rather, like I said, build through the draft again. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it comes to, he's, he's a free agent in 2023. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's just it's 12 million he earns this year, and it's 14 the year after. I mean, we can afford that. Um, but it just depends when you hit that offer extension button and he turns around and says, I don't want to talk extension, then you've got to start making decisions. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I know I can, I could most probably get more for him now, but to be honest, I would, I would rather keep him at the moment. Um, like you said, um, very, very steady offensively. Um, and yeah, he's, he's performed Every year he's been in the major leagues with Texas, to be honest. Um, yeah, he reminds me a bit of the second baseman I have in my roster of Raul Aguilera. They're similar. Uh, Moreno has a bit more power, but um, I kind of view them in the same mold. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, there are players coming through. Um, they're going to take time. And I mean, I, I signed Murray this year, um, Mike Murray, who's the shortstop. Mm-hmm. But that was really for chemistry reasons um, because I found I really didn't have any kind of leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Real Mutor wasn't going to sign for quite a long time in the season. I was trying to keep hold of him um, and I think he was fine. I think it was an extension I signed him to. Um, but it was it was a case of I just kept trying with, with him and then suddenly he decided I, I must, he must have got sick of me asking. <laughs> But um, he uh, he finally turned around and said, "Yes, I'll I'll resign." And he's he's a captain. Um, Murray's a leader. Um, apart from that, I haven't got any kind of player classes. That's what I found in it. There was very little. Yep. Um, so I was I was just trying to get some chemistry built up with that team. And to be honest, Murray's there. He'll play. He'll play a backup or whenever anybody needs a, a day off. In the in the infield, Murray will get a game. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's they won't be around for long. Um, yeah. I'll have to decide on Marino. I think really Marino is the only one that I would sort of think, do I really want to keep him? Um, I think that's that's the only player really there at the time. Um, I've got a a guy in the in the minors called Riley Green. I don't know if you've if you'd seen him in the, in the you, list. Yes, and I know him. Yeah. Yep. And he looks fully developed, to be honest, um, or more or less developed. He does. Um, and he yep. was, and um, it's really tempting to bring him up now. Um, but I think, I mean, I th- I'm just looking now, he was the number one, our number one draft pick in 2019. Um and he hits, you know, he had a he had a decent season last year at Hickory. 
Um, I'd say he had a really good season and probably spent too much time there. He could have definitely spent yeah. time between single A and double A for certain. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, my my thought process with um, with Green is I'm going to throw him into into triple A this year. Um, I think he's ready for that. Um, I think it's part of me doesn't want to start the service clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could well sit at triple A all year. He's still got a little bit of um, playing his his ratings. He's you know he's still got. You can it's still play discipline part. I think that is the last thing to come around. Yeah, and to be honest, I've, I've I can see scope in better contact still, um, and home run power, um, and then it's the eye discipline that's the the thing like you said that which is lagging. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing is, I think he'll be a left fielder and then a, and then a right fielder. So he'll start at left field, I think. Um, it's a triple A, which I think is round rock. Um, so, yeah, he's one who's going to come through. Um, there are a couple, but again, like I said before, it's it's the time. It's going to be taking the time to bring them through. Um, got a centre fielder called Ubina. Mm-hmm. Quite high on. Um, he he was traded last year just before I joined from Boston, um, and he's got some nice hitting tools. But his his defensive ratings at centre field is the thing that really stands out for me. Again, play through the spine. Um, good good centre fit. Well, looking like a good centre fielder so far. Um, Blackburn at shortstop again, but still very young. Um, the other guy I like, um, I sent to the WDL was the the first baseman, Richard Richard Fields, um, and he he hit well in Hickory again, and he's hit well at the um, WDL, um, but he's again he's sort of lagging in the eye discipline and avoid cares at the moment. But he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's um, got so time. He, he's he's definitely got time, and I think he could start. He was at A this year. He could possibly start in double A as well. Um, like I said, I've got five days off in a week's time. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, we're going to the mother-in-law, so I need something to do. <laughs> I th- I do think that the Rangers look like um, look like a team that's going to turn the corner in twenty twenty four. Kind of was my you know prognostication. They look like a team that'll be fun that year. I think there's a bunch of talent that'll kind of come through together. I was looking at. Um, Bradley Green and I was looking at Urbina as well. I mean, it's hard to find center fielders like kind of like shortstops. It's hard to find guys who can play defense and hit. So yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta take your take your lumps somewhere. Um, do you do you have a favorite player on the roster? Do you get emotionally attached to any of these players or are they just little uh little bios for you and stat numbers? I think I think in time I will. Um again, I'll I'll go back to SSG. There's players that I drafted at the start. And you see them come through and then you see them win a World Series and you think, oh, well, that's pretty good for that player. Um, I know, I know it, like I said, it's, it's players running around a little diamond and it's a spreadsheet and we get excited about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, there'll be players there that I'll sort of like, I'm starting to keep an eye on now. You know, the likes of Green, Blackburn, mm-hmm. Ubina, um, even a couple of the players that I got in the Colorado draft. Uh, Colorado trader. There's a guy called Spencer Steer, who's mm-hmm. a third baseman, and he looks he's interesting. Um, he's 
he's the only thing is he's he's getting older. He's twenty four, and he's still to um, sort of reach his his full potential. Um, he may not make it, but it's sort of. I'm guessing it's those are the players I started working with, um, you know, trading for, and sort of. Uh, I always try and keep an eye on. Um, the other one's Clayton O'Neill, which is a reliever. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I like him out of that. I think he can come through. Um, maybe not so Gillum, um, who was a centre fielder. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. It's, it's um, yeah, it's just how the development pans out. Um, like I said, it's it's not a crab shoot, but um, there's very few make it to the major leagues, just like in real life. Yeah, and you know you've got you've got what will probably be the highlight of your season in the um, amateur draft that comes up, and we take a very slow approach to that. And it's it's fun. I feel like you can pour a lot of time into it if you love the draft, and it sounds like you love the draft. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, is that? Do you think that's what you're most looking forward to in 2022 with the Rangers? Is that amateur draft? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be. I like to play underdog, so if I can upset some people along the way. Um, I'm quite happy doing that. So if um, any of the big boys come along and think we're going to be, you know, pushovers, then and if we don't, if we're not, um, and we go into say Seattle and sweep them in a three-game series, I'll be quite happy with that. But I don't think that'll happen. But you know, um, but yeah, it'll be building for the draft. Um, I'm just looking now. I'm actually drafting eleventh. So um, yeah, there's. There'll be there'll be a good players still around at eleven, hopefully. Um, and yeah, it's quite happy with the um, the slowness of things. It's the daily league. Um, like I said, I'm in I'm in two other daily leagues, um, so it's yeah, I, I I prefer that that daily league aspect rather than the quick, yeah, quick seven days. Seven daily or seven day daily teams where they they get through like two months in a in a week or something like that. It's no, I like to take my time and pour over things. Me too. Um, yeah, and um, make loads of spreadsheets. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's see. I got a couple other things to close. Then. Uh, yeah. How about this? So uh, Scott and I like to have a lot of fun with each other, but. Uh, are you going to be better than the going to be better than the A's this year? Can you can you take out Oakland and grab that fourth spot? I I think so. Um, we were sort of I remember last year we were sort of fighting for it, and I seemed to pull away at the end. Um, uh, fourth or fifth? I, I mean, I I finished fourth or fifth. You can't because, possibly be as bad as Oakland. That's my take. Um, I don't want to. Um, yeah, I uh. <laughs> The, the banter side, maybe you guys don't get the British banter as much as maybe, um, oh, I can't remember his name, is it Jason in uh, Cincinnati? We might be able to bounce off each other a bit easier because we're British. Yes, you, uh, and you should. Yes, yes, but it's, um, yeah, my, uh, and my sense of humour sometimes is a bit weird. So it's, um, when it goes down on text, sometimes it doesn't come across as, as it should do. Let's just oh, get in there. I, I've had I've had enough um, decent um, British friends where I, I I know how it works. We've I had a really great really great uh, coworker for about three years, um, and you know he taught me about the EPL and uh, you know just a lot of things about about the British culture. And I 
I love it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I get how it would <laughs> would it come across. It can be very. I may, I may I may put a disclaimer on the end of every zing. Then I may I may do it like that. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. The um the humor the humor in general is just more cutthroat on the British yes. side rather than the American side. And I I know I know exactly what you're saying. So whatever you can dish it out to me, I'll take it. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to hear it. Um, I I think it's great, and I I love. I love the the Brit friends that I have. So, I'll usually I would, I would most probably I would most probably send something and then think about it for five minutes and then send them a DM and basically apologize for it and say <laughs> I hope that wasn't taken the wrong way. Don't worry, they would have had to Google half the terms you used anyway. Um, well, yeah, the, yeah, it's um, yeah. In the, some of the other leagues I've been in, the sort of um, what are you saying? What what's that term? And yeah, uh -huh. it's it's totally different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I mean, everyone can have a good Google on Bellend and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, this has been fun. I'm going to close with my last question, which I've used for everyone. How many wins over under for Texas this year on the on the big club? It was 74 last year, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see about the same again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. I'm not going to hit 81. Um, you know, mid 70s again. Um, yeah. If it really goes pear shaped, um, it'll be high 60s. <laughs> um, That'll just make your draft more fun the next year. Yeah, I know, but it's it's the like you said, it's the fine balance of I don't want to. I'm not going out to lose games. Yeah. Um, as long as I mean, it's the old cliche: if they give 100. percent this, if the spreadsheet gives 100% and the little men run around the diamond is in 100%, then I'm happy. Yeah, um, and you know what? If nothing else, um, every five days, you'll have uh, Mr. Caprellian to watch his starts. And, you know, I did a bunch of that with Lirator with the Tigers when they were awful. So you'll have something fun to watch at least every five days that you can get excited about, I think. Yeah, I think I'll get, it, I'll get more into it this year with it because um, it's a bit more, I'm starting to, well, I've got hold of the team a bit more and I can make a few more decisions. Um, and like you said, yeah, every fifth year, he'll pitch. Yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time. And um, I'm glad that we could sit down and chat. Uh, maybe I can maybe I can rope in some of these other uh, overseas folks now and you, you can be the trendsetter. Yeah, or the translator as well. Yeah, well, hey, I'll take, it up on, take you up on that too. <laughs> Well, thanks, Paul, for joining. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. You take tech. You take Absolutely. care, Jim. Absolutely. Yep.